0: Welcome to Cigar Cast, your weekly one-stop shop for all things cigar-related, including industry news, reviews, and everything in between. We're recording live from Crown Cigars and Nails here in beautiful Brentwood, Tennessee. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Dedman, and I'm joined, as I am every week, by Mr. Shane Reeves. Sold. Was that a little fast? Yeah, you went through that so fast. Light cigar. Yeah.
1: You are Sold. <laughs> no, I, I was I was going to start with gentlemen, you may smoke, <laughs> and talk about King Edward the Seventh, who actually reinstated smoking in the royal court after Queen Victoria banned smoking in her presence. Right, but as fast as you went, that's all I could think to say. <laughs> but I think we should light some cigars. Both of us are kind of in that zone tonight. Where I think a cigar will really do us a
0: lot of good. Yeah, I think you're right. Was, that speediness was the result of me trying to bring the energy level in here up a little bit. So I'm hoping the stimulant from the cigar serves that purpose as well. Trying to come alive. Yeah, exactly. So, so you've got kind of a, a timely smoke for yourself this week.
1: Well, so I've been, I've been holding off. Now, this is something I wonder what it's like to willy-nilly just smoke cigars without a podcast. Okay. and Because and, every time I see stuff, I think, oh, wait, no, no. I've, the first time I smoke that, I want that to be on the podcast. Or I'll pick something up and say, oh, I need to hold that for the podcast. And things like that. So it's the podcast has kind of started really infecting my smoking <laughs> habits.
0: It's limiting you and, and creating time restraints.
1: But I am going to smoke... The Kentucky Fire Cured Sweet. Okay. You finally
0: got your hands on one, huh?
1: Yeah. This one, Glenda smoked a couple of them, and she really likes them. She likes the flavor. I'm interested to see how I like it. It's a Mexican San Andreas wrapper, lightly sweetened, Mm. which is kind of different from the regular Fire Cured, and then the Binder's Nicaraguan and the Fillers Nicaraguan and KFC Tobacco. Okay. And while y'all are listening to this, when this drops on Saturday, I'll actually be in
0: Hopkinsville. At the Kentucky Fire Cured Barn Smoker. Now, are they going to have one of those in your grab bag this year? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the grab bag is outstanding. There's two tins of cigars. You know, we went over it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And the grab bag is just outstanding. But now, this is interesting. Is it just me, or does it seem that this cigar is tapering
0: in the middle a little wider? I think maybe you just grabbed it a little. Oh, wait. You think it's wider in the middle? Yeah, I think it's. Oh. I think, uh, it looks like it's just a little
1: rougher roll. You know, the cigar you're holding looks like... Well, there's it's
0: mostly label.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably part of it. Your cigar is wearing a girdle, but yeah. since we're talking bad about it, go ahead and tell me what you're smoking.
0: All right, so this is the Perdomo Factory Tour Blend, uh, the Maduro version. Uh, you know, smoked a Perdomo on the show a couple of weeks ago, a month ago or whatever it was, and kind of realized that I really haven't been giving this brand its due on the air. So I wanted to go back to it. Uh, they released this cigar back in 2015. It used to be an exclusive only if you had been on the factory tour. Very, uh, you know, creative name. So just like everything else in the Perdomo lineup, it comes in three different wrappers, a Connecticut, a Sun Grown, and a Maduro. This is the Maduro version at Toro. And I've got to say, it's uh, under eight bucks. Oh, wow. Which is not, you know, um, Perdomo doesn't have a lot under the $8 mark these days. But for being an exclusive blend, basically what happened was everybody was begging Nick to release this wider because it's such a good cigar. And so that was about three years ago. That's when they did it. And I remember being around some cigar shops that were able to buy this before the wide release because they had done, because you had to do it as a shop and then you could order it it was kind of a weird thing, so I'm glad to see it in wider releases. It's a uh, Jalapa Valley Nicaraguan binder filler and wrapper. Like I said, Maduro. Um, so it, it should be good. I'm going to go ahead and take the wrapper off of it early, though, just because it is about four inches long.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a very large label on that. When I first seen that cigar, I tried it when they first got it here in the shop, but I don't think I was at a stage in my
0: palate where I was... I think I was just picking at random. Okay. So you, you weren't looking for anything in particular when you smoked it?
1: Yeah. You know, there's something to your mindset when you pick up a cigar.
0: There's something to your mindset when you pick up a cigar. Sometimes there's, a cigar a lot. is
1: just a cigar. Well, there's a lot to my mindset when I pick up a cigar. And if you're in the mood for a certain thing, but used to during the infancy of my cigar smoking, I would just come in and say, what's new? Oh, I'll try that. And I wouldn't actually sit down and have that conversation myself of, okay, what was my last meal like? What do I feel like? How does this feel? How does that feel? You know, I never really did that. So I would just kind of grab stuff at random, and it wouldn't always turn out as well as I'd hoped. So I probably need to come back around to that cigar and give it another shot. Interesting flavor
0: on the first light. Almost a burnt flavor. Well, that's not encouraging. No, but i that may be my fault. But it's interesting uh, because usually the cold draw gives you an idea of what you're getting into. Right. This completely changed the second I lit it. Interesting. I'm going to give it some time to warm up for, and figure out what's going on. Um, it, good, don't get me wrong, but it's a different type of flavor than I was expecting when I first lit I think I've had one of these before, honestly. I just can't remember it.
1: Well, so... This week, I've been experimenting. There's so many low-cost cigar options coming out.
0: We've talked about
1: at least 87 of them, right? Yeah. There's the factory (laughs) smoke. There's all that. Well, when when my wife ordered some cigars, from Corona cigars, and when they came in, they had a magazine there, and they had their house blend, their Corona blend, and they had a Florida sun-grown Nicaraguan made in the Casa Fernandez factory. And come down to about five bucks a stick. Not bad. So I ordered a box
0: Especially of them. A, a blend that you're pretty familiar, or you can be pretty confident that you're going to like it because of what you've smoked from them already.
1: Yeah, with it being uh, Nicaraguan, except for that little bit of FSG tobacco in it, I, I was pretty sure I was going to like it, and Corona's pretty good, and I ordered the 7 by 50s Okay. So I ordered the long version of that smoke, a little narrower, but a little longer. Yeah. And they came in last night, and I smoked one. I hope they're going to mature into some more flavor. Okay. Because it was pretty plain. I'm, I'm really surprised, because Casa Fernandez is usually known for a bolder flavor in the blend. But um, I lit this one now about midway through. When it got good and warm, it opened up, and I got
0: a little more flavor, but nothing like what I expect. Yeah. That may be a... You know, that may be an age thing. It may just need to sit a little bit.
1: Well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to age them for a while before I smoke another one. I've got them in the humidor now, and I'm just going to let them sit there and kind of see if they build up a little something. Now,
0: are they rolled in-house as well, or are they just— Well, they're rolled in the Casa Fernandez Oh, factory. you said that already. Okay, yeah. Well, that's interesting. They just then. put the Corona label on Yeah. It. I'm just trying to think from a, from a local shop standpoint, my rule is always six months— But coming from a factory like that, I'm surprised. I wonder how much age will... I mean, age is good for a cigar no matter what anyway. But I am kind of wondering, you know, what a little additional age will do to it.
1: Well, and I'm wondering if as we enter this low-cost cigar kind of boom where everybody's trying to come up, how much quality are we going to be sacrificing? Because let's be honest. You're not going to get a $5 cigar and it tastes like a $20 cigar. No. We would... Wow. All right. Wow. But I God. have had
0: scenarios where I'm just going to run right Keep past it. Keep going. Uh, we're going to, I mean, call plenty of attention to it, but run right past it. I've had plenty of $8 cigars that tasted like $15 or $20 cigars. It seems to be about the $8 range, though, where below that, it's really hard to get up, you know, competing with anything over 10
1: Yeah, it seems that way. And the $5, the $4 cigars and all of that... I usually can enjoy them for what they are Okay, this is not going to be You know, just like we just spoke about Mentally preparing This is not going to be a Padron quality cigar It's cost right. $5 Not supposed to be So I'll be interested to see exactly How that works out as it goes forward But I'll keep the listeners updated on The progression of those Like I said, I think I'll give them Three or four months I probably won't smoke any more of them till the first of the year Right and give them time to really mellow out and see if that flavor comes alive in them.
0: Yeah, but the other thing to take into consideration there is the fact that you're, you know, five dollar a five dollar cigar on the shelf, and a five five dollar cigar when you take your box discount and the on like there's probably there's a bit of a difference between that type of five dollar the five dollar cigar you get on the shelf in your humidor and the five dollar per cigar price you pay for a box online.
1: Yeah, when you go online and you're buying the house blend, and you know, and Corona has 20 house blends. They have just a ton of different house blends. But I still haven't got my hand on the Drew Estate Factory Smokes. I got to try one of those. Um, I want to see, you know, because I'm seeing a bunch of people come across social media really liking them. Yeah. So I'm interested to get a hold of some of those and kind of see what they're going to be like. I can't wait for the La Aurora. Their inexpensive offering is coming out very quickly. Uh, a lot of places like that. Rocky has always kind of had several inexpensive offerings, but it doesn't seem like the Nashville area is as big a Rocky shop. It, are the shops you see in Nashville have a lot of Rocky Patel?
0: No, there's not a whole lot of Rocky up here. It's a, It pales in comparison, especially to Atlanta. Atlanta is a huge Rocky area, and that's not just Stone Mountain. Uh, There's a lot of Rocky Patel sold in Atlanta. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't see it here as much.
1: Well, we have an excellent rep. Yeah. And when we see him, but I I think they just don't focus a lot of their marketing here.
0: Right. And I think that's probably true.
1: But let's talk about another kind of, well, not another, a fringe cigar. This is a company, OSOC, One Shot, One Kill.
0: Have you ever had their product? I have. So... This is, now are they, so the Osak was Matt Booth's original cigar that well, was originally released under the, one, un, under the Room 101, or not the Room 101, yeah, the Room 101 label originally released that cigar back in about 2012, and the first batch of that that I got, they were about $18 a cigar at that point, uh, was very, very good. Then the subsequent releases, not as good, was my, was my memory of that. Well, and I wonder
1: what kind of a change, because this one that I'm looking at is going to be the Osak San Andreas. Okay. So put a San Andreas wrapper on it, and this is Edgar Hoyle's One Shot, One Kill. Interesting. So there's no mention of Room One On One or Matt Booth in this article at all. And that kind of makes sense because he kind of left the cigar industry, come right. back. You know, it's, it's kind of, it's going to be made in the Casa turret factory that was opened by the Turrent family this June. Okay. So it's a brand new factory.
0: Um, I think this may be Osak kind of breaking off from Room 101. It could be, a, making their own brand out of it. And I could also have the legacy of that cigar completely wrong. Well, That's just was, my memory of I, it. I, so
1: time to pull the show over. It took us a while this week. Yeah. Time for me to draw on my cigar. (laughs) There is nothing to gain by constantly correcting your fellow human being on something that don't
0: matter. You know, I had a moment like this at work uh, Tuesday, so two days ago, um, where I just had to look the person in the eye and say, is it more important to you that we get this fixed or for you to be right? Yes. You know, it was a constant, no, it's not a problem anymore. I fixed it. It's not a, pro- yeah, but this, yeah, but this, yeah, but th- I'm telling you it's fixed. And I'm showing you proof that it's fixed. Stop going back five days to find proof when it was previously broken. Right, which is when I went into action. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, one of the things, one of the corners that turned in my wife and I's marriage is when we decided not to correct each other. You know, now, if it's, hey, is that snake poisonous, and she says no, when I, it's got a rattler on the end, I'll say, yeah, no, honey, that is poisonous. <laughs> but short of that level of importance, if she says five and she means eight, and everybody knows she means eight, I ain't going to correct her. Yeah. If she says June and it's actually Jan- January, not going to correct her, because everybody knows. I made that knows. mistake
0: literally this week. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. Um, no, I think the little things we... My girlfriend and I are, are both uh, vocabulary nerds. Uh, listeners to this show know that that's true about me. And it's so so. it's really funny to go back through our text message st- string and you see proper grammar. And you see, and it's, every once in a while, autocorrect will go rogue. And it'll mess something up. And what's really funny about that is I always know what she means. She always knows what I mean. We never correct each other. Right. However, one thing we will always do is correct ourselves. <laughs>
1: See, I've I've given up on correction. Because most of the time when somebody's correcting somebody, it's something you're trying to make yourself feel superior to that person. Unless it's a matter of importance. If it's a matter of importance, if it's okay, they think we're meeting at two and we're actually meeting at 1.30 yes, correct that. But on little things that don't matter, don't waste the energy, don't burn the calories. Life's too short. Yeah. You know, we have a a couple here at the cigar shop that are related to one another. And they'll burn more calories trying to argue back and forth as to who's right than just it would have took a third of the time and moved on. They'll actually get so involved in the argument over who's right that they'll forget what we were heading toward. Right. Right. What that was leading up to So just My cigar cigar cast Philosophical point for the week As I draw from my cigar
0: Please stop correcting one another So how is Now that you're taking a draw of that cigar How is it treating you so far I'm
1: not overly impressed Um, I like the regular Kentucky Fire Cured This is less of that I'm not a huge Cuba fan. This is more of that. Okay. So it's a little bit too much flavored cigar and not enough Kentucky fire cured cigar for my taste. Which is kind of what I was expecting, if I'm honest. I'm going to have to see, though, because one thing Glenda's found is a lot of variance from cigar to cigar. Oh, interesting. And It's because the first one she smoked, she said, was very sweet. The next one she smoked wasn't near as sweet, and she didn't like it. And I can kind of tell, sitting beside her, sometimes the
0: smell, smell which is more fire cured smelling. So you don't, so you think it's it's more likely a, a variance in the cigar as opposed to palate.
1: I think so. I think it's um, the cigar is actually not as consistent. And probably you think about the number of activities going on here. We're trying to roll a fire cured tobacco in a San Andreas wrapper, slightly sweeten it. There's a lot of action. There's a lot of margin for error in this particular
0: cigar. Not to mention, not to mention, as we've spoken many times before, it is an agricultural product. There is inherently going to be variances, differences, and inconsistencies. So the fact that we get as much consistency as we do across the board, by and large, is pretty impressive in and of itself. Yeah, that's
1: a pretty impressive move that they get it there. And, you know, the, the KFC Tobacco... The Kentucky Fire Cured Tobacco is so strong that we, I was speaking with Willie at the Barn Smoker last year about it, and he talked about how little of that tobacco they can use in the blend because it would just dominate the blend. Right. By nature, it's such a strong tobacco. So there's a lot of balance, and especially if you're just using a hint of it and you happen to get a weaker batch or something like that or where even where
0: it was cured at in the right. barn can affect that. Right. And not to mention, you know, you've also got... You know, if if you if you spend any time around pipe smokers, you know how how pungent and how potent that fire cure tobacco is because you'll see it in a lot in a lot of pipe blends. You know, so yeah, it is really a delicate balance.
1: Yeah, it really is, and I think it really it's something that they're going to have to work through. But I will say, on the initial, I'm not overwhelmed with it. I'm not, you know, hey, let me rush to get another one. In it and all, but I'm not a flavored cigar guy. Yeah, I mean, just by and large. But, so just covering the One Shot, One Kill San Andreas, it ships October 1st, but I don't know how many One Shot, One Kill stores there are around here. The last one
0: I bought was down in Alabama. Yeah, I don't think I've seen one in this area in a very long time. Now, have they been making the OSOC consistently this whole time? It says they have. Oh, so I wonder, I guess it's not under Matt Boo's umbrella anymore, clearly, because he's out of the game, but I wonder, do you think maybe,
1: and I'm just high, just purely speculating here, do you think maybe the fact that the wrapper on it looked so much like the Namakubi, your brain
0: just automatically made that connection? No, that was, the Namakubi was the follow-up to the Osaka. That was, that was done intentionally.
1: Oh, okay, because I've, I've never seen the Namakubi in the one shot in
0: the same shot. So we're about to go to a break, and I'm going to bring up the Google <laughs> machine, and there may be a redaction in the second half of this show. Uh, I would have I put money on that, uh, but now you've got me doubting myself. Okay, so to the Google, everyone else enjoy the Cigar Under 8. <laughs> Trey here with this week's Cigar Under $8. I want to talk about probably one of the most recognizable and probably best-selling cigars in the industry, and it's really a a crime that we haven't talked about to this point. It's the Arturo Fuente Chateau. Kind of a workhorse of the industry.
1: I mean, you you know, that sounds very trite, but it is. It's... uh, at any point, you can walk into this shop and probably find somebody smoking one of these cigars.
0: In any shop across the country, I'd venture to guess. You know, it comes in a variety of different wrappers. Most commonly, you're going to see the Connecticut. This is a, as classic as classic gets. It's going to be on the very mild side. But being a Fuente, if you like that smooth, mild Dominican-flavored tobacco, you cannot go wrong. And usually around the six range, So even qu- coming in quite a bit lower than the $8 than we have been doing lately.
1: Well, and they usually have it wrapped with a cedar spill. And Always. I really like that. So you can pull that cedar spill off. And if you can do it without burning the cigar lounge you're in down, you can light it off of that particular spill and give it just a little more of that. But now that's a master level move. Please be sure you know
0: what you're doing. But yeah, so if you haven't or haven't in a while picked up the Chateau Fuente, definitely give it a shot.
1: And welcome back to the Cigar Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Shane Reeves, sitting across from—he's entering the Cigar Smoking World Championships at the under 35 and over
0: 112 weight division. Trey Dedman. <laughs> <laughs> I'd imagine that's probably a pretty exclusive weight class. I could probably dominate there. that the, you would probably have it made right there. It's not a hard weight class. So yeah. Real quick before we start with any cigar news. All right. So here's what I found. Apparently, I'm not crazy. I just don't know to what level I'm not crazy. There was a Room 101 OSOC. The packaging is identical to the Edgar Hoyle OSOC. But I can't find anything on when it changed hands or the story behind that. Apparently, Wikipedia isn't rife with cigar information. But uh, I did find out. Just to talk about this particular cigar is that it's a collaboration between Edgar Hoyle and Christian Arroyo of Camacho fame. So that's a little bit of a feather in its cap as far as I'm concerned. That does have potential. And like I said, the Sox
1: I've smoked have been good. I've never had a complaint with the quality of the cigar. The draw has always been excellent. Um, the last ones I bought were actually on clearance at a store, though, unfortunately. So it's not like I've had a chance to develop
0: a... right. A real following of it, so. Well, my problem was always the taper on the cigar. The Namakubi had the same thing, which is I, I hate that taper shape that they get. So, and it was always so hard to find one that was just a straight Toro or Robusto. They almost always were that weird, you know. Right, they're always shape. an unusual shape. Yeah. So let
1: me make you feel better.
0: I think the uh, um, pizza coming your way is about to make you feel the, better. The pizza has arrived. In the meantime, we are. Um, So, uh, something I wanted to see, I thought I could keep the show going. All right. So, something I wanted to keep run by you. How big a Terminator fan are you? Okay.
1: So, this is the Terminator, the Arnold Schwarzenegger cutter. Yeah. And this is a first for the cigar cast. I had pizza delivered during the cigar cast. And I
0: tried to keep it going, but it was just way too distracting. I, I appreciate you How hard it up. is it to set a pizza down? Well, <laughs> Talking about you, not the person brought <laughs> it. Yeah, don't, don't. I think her- she heard that. <laughs> anyway, so, yes, yeah, so you've seen this. I have. I've seen this the other day. Okay. Tell me what your thoughts are, because I wanted to try and get a. a you know a genuine reaction out of you that's why i didn't tell you what cutter i was talking about tonight
1: so i'm a big arnold schwarzenegger fan i like arnold schwarzenegger's story i like everything about him
0: Uh, not his movies it seems like you're getting
1: i do like the terminator movies and i'll and quick trivia question who was originally supposed to play the terminator i couldn't tell you lance hendrickson who's that and he plays the robot in all the alien movies he's just a great, great character actor. He was actually in Terminator. He was the police chief that got killed in Terminator. Oh, okay. But anyway, sorry, useless trivia had to be diver, divulged at that moment. Um, I'm not a fan of intricate art on my cutter. Yet. My cutter is a tool. It's a, I wouldn't want to engrave my hammer, you know, with, a, with words of
0: wisdom or anything. So
1: I'm not, the intricate art on the cutter thing, not my big deal.
0: Well, exe- I mean... Think of it, you know, we both have hobbies, one of which is cigars, but we have other types of hobbies as well. You know, and it's one thing to have the the set of golf clubs that you take out to the range and that you play every round with, but then at the same time someone makes a Damascus steel style putter that you had engraved with a signature that someone signed for you that you put in a shadow box on your wall, that's... Yeah, you're not going to use that putter when you go out to... You know, to play But it's still a nice item to have As a representative of your hobby So, not saying this particular I'm not a Terminator fan So, not saying this particular cutter How can you not like the Terminator? Well, because I've never seen it I was trying
1: to avoid having to tell you that So Wait, so you're telling me You've neither seen Big Trouble in Little China Or either Terminator movie? I grew up under a rock
0: not The Rock. I have seen that. Uh, <laughs> under A-Rock. No, I have not seen a single Terminator movie.
1: Okay. Anyway, carry on. Sorry. Sorry. You right. were
0: you were making the point about the cutter. But, yeah, I could see with some of the other, you know, like Zykar does some really great, you know, art pieces. We've, we've even highlighted some, you know, art pieces that were at IPCPR this year. I really like the idea. If I were going to have a, an area of my home that was kind of dedicated to my hobby of cigars and have a couple of really nice, maybe expensive, one-off art piece cutters, I've, I would be all for that.
1: I guess I would be more for it. this to me. My problem with this is it looks like it was just laser engraved on it. It's actually Inverse Scrimshaw. Inverse so, Scrimshaw. Yeah, so it is. So it, you were learning this instead of watching Terminator movies. Yeah. <laughs>
0: This was on the Half Wheel article. I don't want to hear it. No, um, it's buffalo horn. Okay. And so the reverse scrimshaw basically means makes it a negative carving instead of a positive carving. Okay. All right. So, um, I mean, I, again, I think this is a bit of five pounds of, or 10 pounds of crap in a five-pound bag. It, it's just it doesn't work. Right. Now, I have seen cutters in this style and from Hutch Studio, who actually made this. I have seen some of their pieces that do work, and I do really like uh, their City series where they had the skylines, but it was beautiful. Um, yeah, this one just seems, seems like they're trying a little too hard.
1: Well, it's kind of like the deal why I don't wear shirts of riding on the front. You'll never see me wearing a shirt with writing on the front because there's always somebody with a third grade reading level walks up and decides to read my shirt. Hey, hey, my eyes are up here. And I I have to stand there like 10 minutes for an idiot while they try to decipher how that word is pronounced. (laughs) And this is kind of the thing. Oh, you got a cutter? Sure. And you hand them and then all of a sudden they're studying your cutter for the next 10 minutes. Well, this is not the kind of cutter
0: you use for that. But also, as someone who appreciates a good conversation starter, it's really hard to go much further than the Terminator Cutter. Unless you've never seen the movie. Well, I would still recognize what it is. (laughs)
1: Okay, so let me make you feel good. I've rode you pretty hard for the first part of this show. So I'm going to give you three famous actors, famous people in general, only one of them is an actor. And I'm going to give you three cigars, and I want you to match the famous man to his cigar. Okay. Is this one of those where you decide what the right answer is? Oh, no. I have this in writing. This is all documented. Okay. So, Alfred Hitchcock. Okay. Wayne Gretzky. Okay. And Sylvester Stallone. All right. Now, the cigars are the Hoya de Monterey. Ooh. Which is
0: really a line of cigar rather than a cigar, but... It, it is one cigar. The original Cuban was a singular cigar. And actually, my first thought was Hitchcock, but I'm not... I'm, oh, wait, I'll wait, give wait you the rest of I, the choices. I just, that's, that's where I'm thinking. Arturo Fuente, Opus
1: X. Stallone. That's your next choice. And then Monte
0: Cristo's. Oh, this just got tough. Um, I'm going to say... I stand by Opus X with Stallone. I'm going to say that Hitchcock was the Monte Cristo and Gretzky was the Hoya.
1: Three for
0: three. <laughs> hey. You got it right. I'm the great one. Oh wait. <laughs> I,
1: I'm, really, I'm really impressed. I thought when you started going off on the false lead with Gretzky, I really thought that you were going to to miss that altogether. together.
0: But now that I've now that I've resurrected your ego, so the Hoya was actually so. What gave this away for me was the fact that the well Hitchcock died before the Opus came out, so that was pretty easy. Um, was,
1: yeah, I might. Yeah, you knew the Opus was either Gretzky or
0: Stallone, right? Um, so, but it just kind of seemed like Stallone cigar you know he's kind of he's an action hero but he's also a classic kind of guy I, I could see him being a Fuente fan um, Hoyas are one of the still most again I'm probably talking out of my rear end again but they were they were a Cuban before right they were originally a Cuban brand and they were they were very widely released they were quantity over quality and I actually know a handful of um, people who have gone to Cuba uh, to Canada to get Cuban cigars, and they said they were everywhere. Okay, that the Hoya. Well, there is an American brand
1: Hoya de Monterey.
0: There is, but their it, Excalibur is actually a very good cigar. It I is. enjoy it. Um, one I haven't had in a while, um, but yeah. So that that just the Canadian connection is just kind of what tipped me over. That, but I could again. Hitchcock and Monte Cristo makes so much sense to me as well.
1: Okay, so now it's time for me to get mad. Well, first tell me where you came across that. Um, Just in my, actually, in my travels, an All Corona Cigar Company has a blog. Okay. And one of their blogs had these famous people listed with their cigars. Okay. And I would have to dig deeper to see if I could find more, but I was going to save that for future episodes.
0: I was just curious where, like, what type of article or where that information came from. Okay. So now I'll let you get mad. So...
1: JSK, which is Jossum Crawl, has announced that it will be releasing JSC Nugs, a CBD-infused cigar. Can we just stop? Ju- just stop
0: it. My first question is, why? Yeah. You can go get a vape pen or roll a joint or do whatever you want to do to get your, your CBD oil fix. Well, Why does it need to be in a cigar? What A cigar is fine by itself. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I see... advert every. I'm the one getting mad. <laughs> I see every time I drive I down the street... I just thought <laughs> I was mad. Every time I drive down the street, there's another new little hippie store opening up that says, get your CBD oil here. Get your CBD... And it's because of some legislative loophole. They're allowed to do this legally when it's just... I don't know. It's just... I I don't get the attraction. I don't get the fun of it. I don't see why we need it in our avocados and our cigars and our baby wipes. I just don't get it.
1: Well, I have no, no doubt that there are probably legitimate medical uses for CBD oil.
0: But... Let's let the doctors prescribe them. Well, do you know most of the people I know who use CBD oil products are people who used to be potheads and now have kids? Those are the people on, on my Facebook friend list and on you know, the people that I know that are the biggest consumers of this are people who used to smoke a lot of pot, then had kids, had to be responsible, but still want to relax at night.
1: Well, so, so this is a real change tonight. Usually I'm the one persecuting the hippies And you're the one coming to their defense So this is a real change Are you about tonight. to come to their defense? I now? am going to come to their okay. defense I am going to come Because I've read a lot about this And I hear a lot about this I have no desire to do it Because I'm not going to put anything in
0: my body For medical purposes It's not prescribed by my doctor See, now I'm going to end up having to defend hippies again
1: But, well, <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's ridiculous that Okay, he's a doctor He has the medical knowledge He has the experience He's worked hard Becoming a doctor is very difficult I I know And this is the lead This is bro science A lot of this CBD stuff ends up in the bro science realm It's used a lot for bodybuilders Because it reduces, quote, reduces inflammation And, okay, keep going now there are some legitimate um, anti-anxiety, anti-seizure, and all that things that people claim with it, but I don't think I don't think we should be prescribing
0: drugs for ourselves. Except that, you know, how do you feel about you know Benadryl and ibuprofen? I mean, there are, chem- you know, pres- not prescriptions, but there are drugs that are over-the-counter that are safe in reasonable quantities. I mean if let's say that I mean it hasn't been tested enough yet at this point to know one way or another. But let's say that eventually enough studies are done over C- CDBDFGQRS QRS oil that they find that, yeah, it you know, it, it helps with inflammation, it, it makes you not a nervous wreck, and it's really hard to overdose on, you know, and there's the side effects are minimal. Yeah, it's over the counter.
1: But So, back on my soapbox now We're, we're flipping back and forth on this I issue like, this. like we're in Circus ole. You can count the number of Benadryl If you added up the number of Benadryl tablets The number of sinus tablets The number of aspirin That I have taken in the last 2017 to 2018 right now The last calendar year You would not need more than one hand
0: Okay, but that's you're the exception not the rule.
1: But as a result of that, then when I need something, it works. Right. So I worry about them stuffing things like this in our cigars and screwing up that level.
0: Well, it's, it it especially concerns me with everything that's going on with the FDA right now. You know, is this a cigar company I've never heard of them before?
1: Yes, this is... It's Jaisun Crawl, J.S.K., Nugs, and they're going to be 4x48, so they're going to be a little cigar, offered in Ecuadorian, Connecticut, and Mexican San Andreas nice. wrapper, <laughs> like everyone. And the wrappers are actually going to be infused with a adult Yeah. The CBD. Um. And I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. It makes no sense to me. Um, okay, if there's uses for it, then let's do let's do the work, folks. Yeah. Let's get it legal where doctors can actually research it and we can actually get benefits from it. Don't skip that stage where doctors actually conduct medical trials and actually take the time to be sure it doesn't make a rabbit grow a third ear out of its forehead.
0: And we actually get to learn what this stuff will do. But again, I think in the quantities that these and the the strength levels that these things are in, I don't think you would ever get to a medical level. I think it's always going to be bro science. I think it's going to be like taking ginger tea for a headache.
1: Well, so the Riste Book of Jossum Crawl that it will deliver I need five.
0: A missionary mi- for this show, or a translator.
1: <laughs> that it will deliver five milligrams of CBD per cigar. A relatively low amount compo- as opposed to
0: like vaping. Okay. But again, like I said, with the FDA crawling all over the industry, I really don't like the look of something like this M- further muddying the waters. And I also, like I said, I've never heard of that cigar company before, so I don't know what else they make. I haven't either, which makes me think they're not really a cigar company, but they're a company that saw this opportunity and maybe kind of came to the market with just this one idea, in which case it makes sense why they wouldn't care about what happens to the rest of the industry as a result of their foolhardy and half-baked idea. Yeah, because unintended. when
1: you start, because this does play into the FDA's
0: hands. Yeah, now all now of a you're putting you're ad- a drug. You're attracting kids. Right now, you're
1: now you're actually undoing it. This is actually much more damaging to the cigar industry than anything they could do. Yeah, absolutely. Which is very disturbing. It's very disturbing to think this. I hope that the cigar industry comes up. And nobody joins in on this bandwagon. I hope they rally against this.
0: Yeah, especially because I remember when vaping got really big about, you know, five, six years ago when everything was starting. And you started seeing all of these cigar shops bring vapes in. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Luckily, they've all kind of phased out at this point, and you've really only got a handful that still do both. And usually what they do is very limited on the vape side if they're a real cigar shop. And... So I, you know, I kind of fear that we might get, you know, all of a sudden, Drew Estate's got one, and this other company that you've never heard of before, and then and then now you've got a shelf, like right by the Tatianas. Now you've got all your different CBD, you know, cigars, and you've got a line of people, of hippies out the parking lot trying to stand in line to get their cigars, and you know. It, Hopefully it's a fad like everything else And it phases itself out But I could really see this doing some damage to the industry It it
1: gives the FDA a foothold It does It really damages our cause But as we're coming to the end of the show tonight It is now time to pronounce judgment on your cigar Factory smoke Pronounce judgment On a scale of 1 to 10 10 being can't wait to get another And 1 being I'd only smoke it again If offered by a grouchy
0: dictator in a third world country uh, I'm, I, it's a six or a seven We'll say okay. six and a half It's a great cigar You know, it's, I reserve ten Like you said, for, for the cigar that You know, that washes my car for me You know, that next level of enjoyment you know, and there's only a handful of cigars I've ever had in my life that would fit in that category. You know, nine gets up to your Padron Anniversary Series. You know, eights and sevens, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, Charter Oak and, um, you know, Tennessee Waltz. Right. You know, Romacraft Craft, uh, cro you know, those cigars that anytime I see them, I have to talk myself into trying something new because I know how good it is. That's a 7 or an 8 cigar for me. This is a good cigar that I will never have a problem with smoking. I, and at the price point really probably is closer to the 7 than the 6 because at $8 or just under $8 for the Toro, you know, it packs a really great punch for for the price. And it's you know, I've said this about Perdomo a thousand times. Consistency is the name of their game. You get one of their Maduro wrappers, you know what it tastes like. Their Sun Grown is their calling card. I can I can taste a Perdomo sungrown Grown wrapper without the band on it. I guarantee it. You know, that is just such a signature flavor for them. And they do it well every time. I might take you up on, on that, that challenge yeah. one day. <laughs> Um, well, we do need to do that pretty soon, the, the bandless challenge where we yes. present to it. Um, it's a great cigar. It's, it's hitting me. It's a little—I don't know how long these have been sitting in the humidor. It's, a, it's, a, it's got a little bit of a bite to it, which I wasn't expecting. Their stuff is usually so smooth. Uh, so it could just be a young—it it doesn't taste bad, but I wasn't expecting quite so much body out of it. So, Which is actually a good thing But it, that could come down to the fact that I've been smoking a lot of Dominicans lately I'm turning into an auctioneer again, aren't I? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been smoking so many Dominicans lately That it could just be that Nicaraguan kicking in And I'm, I'm in a way that I wasn't expecting
1: So the KFC suite I would give it four and a half, five tops Okay, so not bad I would much rather have a regular KFC. If a regular KFC is a 7, this is a 4. Okay. You know, if a Cuba is a 2, this is a 4. All right. So it kind of falls on my scale in between there. Um, not bad. And I hope my wife really enjoys them because it is a well-made cigar. Let me stop and talk for a moment. The construction is excellent. Yeah. I cannot complain a bit. The toothiness of the wrapper the it is held together well it is smoked evenly the light has been good i cannot complain about the quality of the structural aspect of this cigar the flavor just has not delivered for me gotcha so but till next week, how can they get a hold
0: of us? All right. We are always available on as fast as you can on Facebook.com slash The Cigar Cast. <laughs> I feel like now I'm the Micro Machines guy. Do you remember the? I do. Um, Facebook.com slash The Cigar Cast is probably our most prolific social media. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at The Cigar Cast. And as always, you can email us infothecigarcast.com.
1: Well, thanks everybody for listening. And until next week, have a good cigar and think well of us.